right, this is the hard line, live from Radio Row. You know what the hard line just learned? What? The Clippers are building their own arena out by SoFi. There you go. Now you're talking. They're getting out of there. Yep. Yeah. Getting out of this racket. Huh. Okay. I mean, when you have an owner... When's that happen? ...that's worth what? $10 billion? $20 billion? He's he's like $40 billion, isn't he? Uh, I think you might have to keep going. I remember looking this up. Are we all cutting out? I think it's not me. I'm great. I sound awesome. I remember looking this up a few years ago, and he's like 30 times Cuban. Oh, okay. So do you think the Norman Powell tax situation (laughs) is problematic then? I don't think so, no. I think uh, Clippy and Microsoft are doing quite well. (laughs) Okay, good. Palmer's net worth, $97.4 billion. I told you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you guys, did you pinpoint him at the game the other day? No. I, I watched him pretty much the entire game. Interesting. Yeah. He's hard to miss. Does he go to every game? I think so. Yeah. I couldn't find you guys. How are you guys not all sitting together? Uh, honestly, I just went rogue to go get tickets back when I was thinking about it because there's, there's, a, there's a feeling about like family vacation that's in your head of what it will be like when you guys all get together and you go to your family vacation. And then there's a reality that, unfortunately, those moments of perfection on a family vacation are fleeting. They're like these little five-minute moments in a week long where you're all, you know, looking at the ocean with your ice cream cone, and you're like, this is what I wanted. This is that trip. The rest of it's a headache and a beating and almost sometimes not even worth the uh, the squeeze, as they say. The ticket road trips, especially the side ones, the non-radio-centric ones where, hey, should we go to a concert together? Hey, should we go to a game or even a dinner or breakfast? I guess I've just become so beaten by being the point man that I just went rogue thinking nobody's going to want to go see the Clippers Bucks. And I went to my basketball buddy Donovan, and he said do it. And so we just got tickets like a month ago. I didn't even ask around because I just thought nobody else would want to. And then they wanted to, and they may have even ended up with better seats. I don't know. I don't even know what price point they were looking at. Same. But I was just thinking, you know what? Over a hundy? Uh, it might have been a hundred with fees, but I think the actual ticket was seventy-five, eighty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I was. Then ass- I lost a lot of money to Saroy on the side. I was assuming. <laughs> I was assuming more people would go tomorrow night, but then that ran across team dinner. But I think and I'm, I'm going to. That- Price point was significantly higher. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, you could have got in last night for fifteen bucks. Like, are you paying three hundred to go see that game tomorrow, tomorrow night? night? Yeah. Nah, but half that probably. Okay. Probably instead of a hundred, it'll be a hundred and sixty or so probably. Okay. But it's it's the bucks. Sure. I don't mind helping them pay their part of the tax. <laughs> Look who's here, Dan up McDowell. A up a little more, Dan McDowell. Okay, to four you already started? So. I'm glad you're here. Of course, we're on time. Bro, every hell? segment we're on time. It's a power hour. Every single segment we're I've always... never seen, heard him go to break before 33. Huh. We Not talk, today. Looks like guy who walked over Scooter beat you here. Huh. We talk nonstop sure. from 450 to 610. Did you, you scoot? That? Did you scoot over here? Oh, yeah. He, he did? Zipped, he zipped past me hard earlier. i got to give him that one. Okay. Scooter guy. All right, so I need to tell you guys of my adventure last night when you guys were all at basketball. In NFL hat. 
<laughs> well, we're, Love at, the NFL. we're at an event, so yeah. why not? Yeah, he you want loves, to support your team. Loves the NFL in general. I'm rooting for a good game this weekend. I think you're going to find the that. integrity of the league and the shield. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a couple of buddies who did pretty well for themselves no after, way. after college. <laughs> wow. Why don't you tell us about your buddies that did do very well? Yeah, you're we never hard hear luck. about them. <laughs> Charge? Feels like there's yeah, a you. prerequisite, you if you will. I don't know. Success. Things worked out okay. for, for some of these guys. So a couple of my good friends from college, they live down in Manhattan Beach. And for those who don't know about Manhattan Beach. Where Michelle Tafoy is from. That's right. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's the... I think it's like the golden spot of America. Like, I really do. It is perfect. It's almost fake when you're down there. Like, you feel like that you're in, you know, some little snow globe where it just everything going on in there is just perfection. It's every home is overlooking the ocean. The little uh, quaint shopping area and restaurants and coffee shops. The street that they're on. I mean, it is just everything looks perfect. Where is it from here? Uh, a little south toward the toward ocean. Toward the ocean, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's not... Southwest. <laughs> but, like, in Good reference job. to, like, Santa Monica... Yeah, it's over and, there. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's over in that direction. All right. And it is absolutely... Glo- I mean, it's worth making a trek over there just to walk around that little that little area that I was just talking about, the shopping area. Were you wondering, how don't I live here? Yeah. Yeah, I, but I know I don't have the millions of dollars that it takes. I mean... Eh, celebrity net worth disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does... It, yes, if you could tell me I could end up anywhere in the United States of America, that would be probably at the very top of the list. Wow. Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to ever leave. Because when you leave the bubble of, of Manhattan Beach, you got to get out into main, mainstream L.A. and... That's just a beating to get to. That's See, I've always had my sights set on like driftwood or dripping springs or sure. Well, that's why. Well, this I can't afford it. That's why I've always wanted to be right next to Vons and Ventura. Yeah, you never want to leave. Yeah, get groceries right anytime you want. Pick up your laundry right there. Yeah, just walk to the laundry coffee place. place. Yeah, it's all right there. Tacos. So my buddies have lived there for a while now, and, and um, so last night went down there and had some food, some din-din down there, and hung out at one of their houses beforehand, and um, and it was it was nice. We ate at this little uh, outside seafood place overlooking the water. I mean, it's like, again, you feel like you're in a different country. Everything just seems so perfect, like you can't screw it up type thing. So after we have dinner delicious dinner and by the way they have figured things out too covid's affected them down there um to where there's like the little quaint shopping area you would park at these little stores and then you would just walk all around well you can't do that anymore because the city allowed the restaurants and um coffee shops to basically where the old parking spots were that's now patio space oh wow so they were they were able to keep I mean, during the lockdown or whatever, they were able to stay afloat in business because people would eat outside. Well, they've kept all that out there through the pandemic, and it's going to remain that way. So now it's like the best of both worlds. If you live down there, you can walk. I mean, it's literally a two-minute walk from any house to get down to this little area, and there you can't park down there. So, like, tourists can't go down there and just park now. You literally almost have to live there to go down there. 
or take an Uber down there and, and, and walk down there. Huh. So they've carved out a nice little niche. So we're walking to the restaurant, and it's like probably 8 o'clock or something like that, 7.30, and we walk past this one bar. And my buddy tells me, he's like, this bar, and there were the, the uh, windows were open, and they have like these barn door shutter things that are open so you can see inside and hear what's going on. It was loud. There were a lot of people in there. And uh, he was like, that's the only bar here that stays open past like 11 o'clock. And I was like, well, let's go. After we have dinner, let's go have a beer there. And he was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So we have dinner. It's awesome. We walk over to this bar. And we sit down. And there are two people sitting next to us, two girls sitting next to us at this bar. And there's, but there's, you know, 50 people inside. So we're sitting there yapping and talking and laughing and having a good time. And a song comes on and one of the girls leans over and was like, do you guys, do you like this song? We're having an argument about it or whatever. And I don't even know what song it was. It wasn't even important. And, and, uh, and she she's like, it. I, she's like, I love it. And she doesn't like it. And, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good song. And, and so the other girl was like, oh, you're an idiot. This is terrible. This is awful. You know, blah, blah, blah. And, and so we're kind of laughing about it. And, and so, Danny, you can attest to this because actually I used this line on you on Twitter like Saturday night. Whenever About Animal I, House? Okay, so what happens whenever I get mad? What will I say? I'm going to kick your ass with karate. Karate. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. So my fallback is always. I'm going to kick your ass with karate. Because it's from karate. Tenacious D. Yeah. With karate, I'll kick your ass from here to Tiananmen Square. <laughs> so. Right, Dan? I, in the derriere. Yeah. Yeah, you MFer, I'm going to kick you in the derriere. Yeah. I tell this girl, stop arguing with me, you know, whatever. This, I'm going to take you outside and kick your ass with karate. Just something. Laugh it off. Turn around. And within five seconds, the other girl walks, gets up off the stool yes. where she's next to me, walks around me to both my friends and goes, what did you just say to my friend? And she ate. And I was like, what? And I was like, wait, I've made a joke about kicking her ass with karate. Oh, because she's Asian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, yes, the girl that I did say that to was Asian. And I go, oh, oh, no, no, no. I'm, <laughs> that's I'm, my thing. I, yeah, yeah. No, I, and then how do you. I'm guy who says that. Yeah. And then to everybody. Could be Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. How do you explain that, though? Like, I'm, I'm a karate guy. I'm like, uh, oh, so you, you practice karate? I mean, no, like, no, no. There's the lyrics to Tenacious D. What's the song called? I can't even remember. I'm seriously trying to get on Twitter to show the tweet that I sent to Danny about it. I'm like, he's my this, friend, and I was going to beat him up with karate, too. He's, he's I couldn't find it because I was in a full panic, you know? And she's like, I cannot believe. And so my buddy is sitting there <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I hope they're pouring gasoline on this, going, yeah, I can't believe you said that, bro. Uncool, man. And I, I'm, I'm in the biggest defense mode, thinking that Just someone wait, thought that I am... chopsticks. Yes, that, that I make a <laughs> karate statement, and who would pick that up? Like, if you are an Asian person, and someone mentions... Why did you whisper it? Yeah, yeah if you're so... Lower it a little bit. Shut up. So ballsy <laughs> about this point. Asian. 
Asian. <laughs> would you be take offense to someone just saying karate? <laughs> I mean, I think it starts with uh, you. You threatened violence against a woman that you had met Cut five minutes prior. It's a yeah. joke. She knew it. And just assumed that she would roll with that line of humor. All right, how many right. $9 IPAs were you in? Because that'll explain <laughs> a lot. A few. Exactly. There were a few consumed. But we were laughing we, at We know the time. what your history and, is. And then it was karate. You, I'm just Corby. If you yeah, for, that's basically what I said. I'm just, like, if you knew me, this is what I do. Just Corby, man. This is just me. <laughs> so don't, don't cancel Corby. My buddy, as she's uncancelable, like, as, as she is literally laying into me, <laughs> and, and my friend is laughing. <laughs> he kind of puts his arm around her, and goes, "Hey, sweetheart." He goes, "Whatever." He goes, "You know, he's Asian." <laughs> and she looked at me, and I kind of look at her, you know, and she's kind of looking me up and down, and she goes, "I'm terribly sorry." <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> you are kind of a mix of every. You could pass as a lot. And yeah. that's what we talked about. I'm like, you're Mike so McDaniel lucky. That, of, yeah. <laughs> that you have a Native American? It could have been easy. Any of it. Yeah. Hispanic. He identifies as. Italian. Irish? Just, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. He's got, right. What is this? Right. You're America. And then, and so she goes and, sit, she goes and sits down. She goes and sits down. And she kind of looks back over and she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, it's it's cool. I can see cool. it now. <laughs> and so he again, he steps in this Larry David situation that yeah. none of us could get out of. I but he, cuffs. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he walks out of there as the king of the bar. <laughs> And, yeah. then, and, and the king was, of a whole people, a continent billion. <laughs> <laughs> lucky fealty to him. Yeah. Why You're lucky you we weren't there. At the beginning, oh my God, I didn't think it was important. I'm a karate guy. <laughs> kind of give her a bow. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Yeah. So uh, well. It was fun though. It was it was a good time down there. <laughs> Look at That's awesome, Snake. We had to uh, piece it all together via text thread this morning. So I'm like, all right, how did all this start? You know, and do you remember? Like, well, your like, friend, you're, pretty you're uh, pretty handy move there by your buddy. Oh, I know. It was awesome. No wonder he's rich. He is Asian. <laughs> is this guy Chinese? <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Let's come back. Not we, full blown. No, I mean no. It was obvious. Not that. Yeah. All right, the hang zone is here with us. We will. Uh, we're just hanging. Yeah, we're just chilling, man. We'll do some more next. It is nearing six o'clock here on the hard line, live from Radio Row, where um, you know, not too bad of a crowd here for a Monday afternoon. The Hang Zone is yeah. with us, Dan and Jake, <laughs> hey. uh, paying their penance, hanging with us. It's great. You got chips. So I want to know, and Bob, you mentioned this, you guys were out here for something, and you went to Compton? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I... You find any audio? No, I did not find audio, and my memory is bad on this and that's why having dan here to help clear everything up will be great a uh, true yeah. historian of our calendar over the years don't you think dan if anyone is a steel trap of a memory oh yeah it's definitely you 
No, so we were doing one of our stars road trips, I want to say. Um, I guess. I don't know. It's c- kind of cool that we've been out here so many times that we can't keep them straight anymore. Were you on the show? No. Okay, so it's doing, over 10 years ago. Yeah, I was doing Over top, 12 top years ago. Yeah. Okay, so then it very well could be the random stars trip that also f- helped us get to the NBA All-Star game, which somehow... As I recall, we pretty much just had to ask to get credentialed to an NBA All-Star game, and it was so. See, I'm going to say it could be a Stars trip, but it also could have been a, uh, you know, a Cowboy training camp. Man. Because we would do Cowboy yeah, training camp maybe. on the weekend. Okay. That could and be. on the weekend, you know, in between our two-week stay, plan a bit, which meant we might just go to a Dodger game. Right. We might go ditch. Up to, up to the pipe. <laughs> no, well, that's now oh. current Bob will do that, uh, but we might go to, um, you know, ditch Big Dick Hunter at a restaurant. Yeah, or we might go Slide to the beach, the hood. Venice Beach. Yep, interview we'll some people, do some lifting. But go one ahead. year with Donovan, we decided to go to Compton. <laughs> we were going to go see the the spot where Reginald Denny got stomped. <laughs> Jeez, God, it's our L.A. Ghoul tour. Don't you jeez me? Whoa. It was just the the, the term You're stomped. stomped. <laughs> You're driving around uh, skull Florida looking by a cinder block, where Tiger Woods got pulled over and couldn't pass the sobriety <laughs> test. I did do that, yeah. And where Jeffrey Epstein brought underage girls wearing college sweatshirts to uh, have his way with them. El Brillo way. In a dead end. Cul-de-sac, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a look. There's been a lot of cool things that have happened in L.A. Yeah, like and. getting hit in the head with a cinder block. <laughs> so yeah, we decided to go to Compton to see that, but also because of uh, a Chappelle bit. Yeah. It was we're going to go buy a Lucy. You know yes. what Lucy is? A cigarette. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Oh, we all know. Oh, killer! Join us. I went with you to get the Lucy. You, me, Bob, and Donovan. Then, because yeah. we were all. Because we went to, we did that on the way to an Angels game because of Brad uh, Wilkerson got us tickets to go to the game. Okay, so we were. Is this where we got the rip. nickname Killer? What? I think that's when no. you let one rip no. in the the. Well, that was at Dodger finish. Stadium. Well, it was the same same camp. So okay. we did Dodger Stadium, and then we did. An, so you an remember Angels the game. trip based I on do. a fart? Well, yeah, you cleared out half the store. It was an amazing fight. It's not the trip where Killer got his nickname when Bob and Donovan left training camp after the show one day to drive to San Diego. No, I was still just Jason. And they heard heard a pregame show for the Padres. Their producer on the pregame show was Steve Killer Kellison. It feels like now, now that I've been stereotyped as a sports guy that it would be something I would do driving to San Diego and we're late for first pitch that we have to listen to the Padres broadcast on the way in. <laughs> yes, you. I don't know how you got stereotyped yeah. as a sports yeah. guy. It's what really weird. What were you doing? <laughs> but, it, I mean, that produced the greatest nickname in ticket history. Lee's got the coolest nickname ever. He's the killer. And he introduces cool. himself as killer. Yeah. Yeah. Did the the uh, is that your credential say Killer Kellison on it? I'll try next year. Yeah, good. Hey, can we go back to something? Um, Brad Wilkerson, can you guys talk about your favorite <laughs> moments with him, real quick? Uh, it must have been the time he gave us free tickets. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So was this a Cowboys camp? It you was think? a Cowboys training camp. Okay. And Rick, not Rick, Tom Gribble was there. We had a car of five people? We had two cars. Okay. Dan and I rode in one, and Donovan was going back and forth between the two cars every time we would stop someplace. Because Donovan Forfield. was our oh. tour guide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, oh, yeah. We're, we're good. We got Jeez. Donovan in the car. <laughs> uh, These are idiots. Yeah, so we were rolling. No, we're not. You never. I don't think you ever got out of the car for most of it. Uh, no, inside. I don't think I did. I, I think I was uh, wise. But we were rolling, and and yeah, went Bob's in. acting like it's a ride along with a cop. I think <laughs> I bought a Lucy, a and Donovan bought a forty ounce. He did buy a forty Jeez. ounce because I was supposed. He to. He said it was his dream to buy a forty ounce in Compton. My job. <laughs> I, I had the beatdown of driving all the gear back from Ventura back to Dallas. That's when we had so much stuff we had to haul everywhere. Donovan said, bring this 40 back with you. And halfway back to Dallas, I opened up the back of the van, and the 40 fell out and smashed. Oh. He still, to this day, I don't think, has forgiven me for that. Can you imagine what he that would be it, worth it like today? a trophy to him. Oh, my God. Yeah. He wanted you to transport a he 40 wanted. back. And you know what the stupid thing is? I could have just stopped off and bought another 40. And said, yeah, yeah this uh, is the one. Honest <laughs> man, but, like Stuckies in uh Freaking Maybe I should go buy him a forty on this trip just to say I'm sorry. Yeah, I do. Well, we're close to Compton. Yeah. So did you get a cigarette? Yeah. No, so how'd that go? It. They wouldn't do it. Yeah, I, I am. I don't think they had Lucy's, okay. which was it's not really shattered. A, a thing. It's a thing you buy from someone on the street. Yeah. Like a guy. I don't think that's true. That's not something you go into a store and buy. That's illegal, right? Well, they can't just sell you a single cigarette, but you can buy them from guy out in front of. According to the documentary I saw called The Chappelle Show. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't it? It was Ask a Black Man or something. It was some game show they had. Paul Mooney. It was part yeah. Chappelle Show, part Boys in the Hood. I thought so. our guy Ashy so. Larry had. He was part of that skit. I think. I think you're right. And he was the one that I think answered it, a Lucy. Yeah. He's like, yes, that's right. It's a Lucy. Yeah. Okay, what do you guys think about this? Because I, Bob and I were talking about it, that typically Monday night of the Super Bowl is media night, right? Or Tuesday night, one of those two nights. I think Monday night is media night. Tuesday night is is the media party, typically. Yes, typically. Um, So, obviously, they're not having media night. The teams don't get here until Friday. And that's all COVID-related. They don't want them to get you know get here and get sick in any way. So, so the Rams aren't already here. Uh, They'll yeah, fly I, in on uh, Thursday. Yeah, they're here. Sorry. Um, so anyway, media day and is like the biggest one of the biggest things of Super Bowl week. It's televised now. I mean, they've monetized it. It is huge for a, a million different organizations. Don't you think? Looking at it now, not from the, 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 the lens of the pandemic, but just from the lens of getting someone sick and how you know you get someone. How do you catch a cold? Well, you catch it from someone else typically. Or you get the flu while you're around somebody that has the flu. Don't you think moving forward that they're going to stop doing media day? Not because of COVID, but because why would we subject every player on our team, every one of them, <coughs> to 10,000 random people on this planet that can get within... The week of the game. The week of the game. Days before the game <coughs> where you get within inches of them. And Uh-oh. you're talking about just a, a Sorry. hundreds, the thousands and thousands of people just walking right up to these people. Like, I think it's done. I think it's the stupidest thing ever. 
looking at it that way, that it ever happened in the first place. Yeah, it's not coming back. We're done. So did Dan end media day with Andy Reid? Like, is that the last one? Is it? Was that Miami? Was yeah. it Clown the year yeah. before? Yeah. Yes. With Bones Fossil. What a way to end. Yeah, he went out on a high. I've become... You got kicked out, though. I've become the lady from Telemundo yeah. where... Inez Saints. I'm one of sir. the guy, one of the three things that people can mention that they saw. But I mean, think about all those, <laughs> the Inez Saints people that, that, like, that's their life. They get so much material from that day. Like, that's, they, they use that for, I mean, that's how they're known. I'm but, not going to say it's gone forever just because things yeah, that make money, s- they, you know, even a lot of things that I thought were going to change because of COVID, and then, oh, this will change forever. They'll just, you know, people just roll How's right through. How's that making it. money, though? Like, they put it on NFL Network. They can just do that via Zoom. They're not selling tickets to that. It was free. Well, they the were. The spectacle of it, though. Sponsor, yeah, there's a sponsor for can, everything. That it's not worth that, though. I don't think so either. Days before but the they never had, the and the, and they've the, never had a player say, oh, man, I got sick. It must have been my being exposed to 1,000 right. media members. Right. Okay, so. I was thinking about this last night, and uh, the NBA historian sitting next to me had no idea, so let me ask you. Did COVID kill NBA coaches in suits? Yes. Okay. And I have no idea why, but look across the league. All right. So as we were discussing this, like the first time we remember all the coaches in quarter zips. The bubble. Was in the bubble. Yep. And it will never go back. They all love it. They all love dressing like uh, they're running a practice. And so Donovan and I are having this conversation. We're like, so how did not wearing a suit in any way have anything to do with COVID? Like, like who even thought of this? Like, they right. couldn't get their suits into the bubble? <laughs> like, how did this happen? I, I don't know. It's a brilliant thing that <laughs> a dress code. Remember, right? Yeah, maybe you could only bring a few things, you know? Well, right so before that. pack in, all these suits. In the run-up to uh, the the bubble, we, we, of course, were very worried about what players were wearing and on the bench and uh, wearing, uh, you know, on the bus and everything like that. Like, the NBA got pretty stupid for a while, and then they backed it off gradually. Hockey, I think, still does it. But it starts with the coaches in a nice coat and uh, maybe not a tie anymore, but they were all dressed mm-hmm. business casual. And that's completely gone, and COVID took it. I feel like the NBA started the dress codes yeah, and all that when uh, it was the malice in the palace, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a whole big thing. It was the thug era. Yeah. It was all the tattoos on yeah. Allen Iverson. Um, yeah. My buddy Joe, who works for the Cavs, worked for... Hoop magazine, I think it was back then in New York. Yeah, when we went yeah. for the Tyson or the fight in New York, we we hung out with him for that night. Yeah, and uh, they were airbrushed. They, yeah, they airbrushed Iverson's arms. That's right for the cover of that magazine. Like, think about that. And that now. was a yeah. big thing. <laughs> that was only like twenty sleeve. years but, I mean, ago. The, Even after that, they made him wear the sleeve during the game. That wasn't his idea. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, to try to hey, you're yeah. you're not appealing to our audience here. They're scared of the NBA, the right. cornrows and all that. So yeah. I think that's when they started. That well, let's wild. have a let's have a dress code, and they'll wear suits onto the plane and all this. What about like at the Olympics? You see those coaches. I mean, it's really casual at the Olympics. They're wearing basically just 
a collared shirt. I think they're going, it's morphing to where eventually all coaches will be wearing just uniforms, just like they do in baseball. <laughs> They'll be wearing so the, great. with headbands. To see, yeah. To see Red Arback and a, a guy like that just dressed in a tank top. Are there Short. old dumpy? McCarthy has what's the, the oldest dumpiest on. NBA coach? There's fat uh, football coaches Tibbs, still. Tibbs is still in the Tibbs league. Is, That's got to be Tibbs, one. Tibbs doesn't look very healthy at all. No, yeah, I, I, I can't mean, believe Van he's Gundy. Alive. They're not coaching. I know, but he's the, the other Van Gundy. Not the, who would be the worst one in a basketball one. uniform as a head coach? I mean, Don Nelson when he was God, that when he was at great. Yeah. Great. Like yeah, Frank Layden. And, it, yeah. and, and if they really took it seriously and accessorized, like there's Rick Carlisle with a Rip Hamilton face mask, <laughs> just for no reason. Do you know how stupid it is, though? I've always said this, even as a little kid, how dumb it is. That, Don't say it. That baseball managers dress like that. It's so stupid. Is that the most commonly asked by your wife sports question known to man? It's well, and, that, and they just tell you, you have no it, answer. You're like, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Why are you asking me? Why do you dress like a little boy? <laughs> it's because they, right it's there nonsensical. With, There's no, back in the no, day, they would so participate. Dumb. They would participate in warm ups by and you tell them that throwing batting say, practice and hitting grounders and all know. that. What yeah, am I can't I do that in a Tom Landry suit. <laughs> Jake, it's either that or my favorite thing over the holidays because me and my son uh, Brett were really enjoying making eye contact every time someone would come in the room during a football game and like gasp at why are they running it into the middle again oh yeah like <laughs> that's top five for sure like, middle runs this doesn't seem to work <laughs> for, for, for the wife that doesn't really follow football the middle run is like the great mystery of man like why are they doing that it never run where the guys aren't that makes no sense my so my wife gets in that our buddy Fitz puts together a little uh little pool where we all get in, you know, and, and fake money, yeah, fake points. money, fake money. Been been bet on these playoff games. Very she sick. doesn't watch one game all year. She Not, always does great in that one game. I see her name atop yeah. the leaders all the time. And but in this, she'll you know bet her own money, make her own decisions, and all that. And then she'll cherry pick and watch like the Tennessee Cincinnati playoff game because she had all her money in on Tennessee, and so she's watching this game, first game of the year, <laughs> and she's like, "Do they even?" Do they practice, you think? <laughs> That's a great wife question. And I'm like, wait. They practice? Yeah, I mean, they're just so stupid out there. Is, are they trying? Do you think they're trying to lose? Yeah, honey, they are. They know you have money on it, yeah. so they're trying to lose. That's right. They just think. Idiots. Middle runs save everybody energy. They can just fall down, and the game expires. It's great. I love it. All right. Thank you, boys. You're more than willing to stick around for Community Quick Hits. Heck, you, can, you can do Community Quick Hits if you want. What's our lead story today? Well, this band hasn't toured North Texas in seven years, and great, they're back. Everybody likes Community Quick Hits. Community Quick Hits. Community Quick Hits. Everybody likes Community Quick Hits. Community Quick Hits. Community Quick Hits. Community Quick Hits. Brought to you by Highly Mazda of Hurston, Arlington, and AmericanEagle.com. Thank you, Mike. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Danny. Man, I'm sure your climate out there is just absolute perfection. Back here, it's been pretty good. 
Um, I think we got up to 60 today, but man, it is so dry. I've been battling a flipping nosebleed all yeah. day long. I've seen that before. <laughs> I know. So, so it starts. It's yeah. a hard line. It's a tradition, tradition yeah. <laughs> Which makes no sense with Soroy being out there and all. Right. You know? Typically, he, I he catch leaves them. his cocaine at the producer's seat. <laughs> well, I catch my nosebleeds from him. Right. Like, they're That's contagious. Right. Yes. Very. Yeah. So this band decided that their lead singer needed money. So they've decided to come back on tour. And we're talking about the legendary rock band The Who, who has not played Texas in seven years. Their last Dallas concert was May 2nd, 2015. They were scheduled to play in Dallas as uh, part of their 2019-20 moving on tour. But their first date was postponed due to an illness in the band. And then the makeup date in 2020 was canceled due to what? The Pandy. Yeah. Now, I've Boy, seen them one time. Yeah. And it was a free ticket situation. A buddy of mine had an, an extra pair, and he said, hey, you want to go see The Who? And I said, you know what? Fine. And it, I think it was at the AAC. The, the seats weren't great. And like I just remember... within the, the I just last rem- 20 years, right? I just remember being really bored. Hey, Danny, you're about my age. Yeah. We're old. Yes. I was telling Jake this. I swear, in the 80s, for some reason I got stoked on The Who for a Man, little while. I heard you talking <laughs> about this. I guess it was on The Hang Zone recently, and I was pretty fascinated by this, that you just went along, on like a, a, a Who binge for a, a couple of years, right? Yeah, I got into The Who, and it was around the Eminence front days, I yeah. think. I don't know. So that would have been like 84. And I swear they were having a farewell tour. Yeah, they've been yeah. having a farewell tour, seems like, 40, For 40 years now. But in the 80s, and I was, so I really got into them, and I was begging my mom, I want to, can I go to this concert? It'll be their last one ever. Like, I can't, I knew anything about The Who. I'll never get a chance to see The Who again. <laughs> and here you are at 50. <laughs> and I could see him now, I guess, Danny's about to tell you me, You should right? go. You, this should be your makeup to your, your, your boyhood self like I mean, I'm, I'm gonna go now and this is usually I'll go with you when they announce tours they're usually like elton john where they're three years out this one is may 5th and we're already giving tickets away on the the ticket text line so yeah they'll be back on may 5th they've got a gig in austin on the third and houston on the eighth so i guess it takes the who one to two days off in between shows to recover and get their so, their bandages you know dude cleaned that guy and, roger daltrey is like, I think he does some sort of he does weightlifting Tybo, or something. Maybe. Yeah, like he's shredded. He has for a weight. Eighty year old. He's got the one weight. Yeah. <laughs> he, does right, what is, he does plenty. What is Pete Townsend's net worth? Well, let's welcome Gordon Keith to the stage. Hi, Hi, yeah. Hi Christmas. Uh, By the way, I feel like Corby was just searching for the word exercise. Where's Gordon? Yeah. If we wanted to do a <laughs> words with, Cor- words with Corby. Does Roger Daltrey still like take his shirt off and yes. stuff? Yes. Yeah. Old up like that Samoan guy at the Olympics. Man, he does look good. This is I'm seeing <laughs> a, a photo here from just a couple of years back, and the guy's pretty in really incredible shape. Considering what are they, 72, 73, maybe older? Yeah, dude. I just like to see John Entwistle again. I haven't. He seen died him. of a cocaine overdose at a hotel in Las Vegas one day before a show. So leave him alone. Well, let sounds him, a little Kemp Spinney, but okay. <laughs> let him die in peace. Gordon, who's their um, bass player now? Is it Pino Palladino? 
I know he's been touring with them. Yeah, for a long time. I think he's with them, mm. so I don't know why they change. But all right, is he well, as good as Thunderfingers. Thunder. What is uh, what's Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey's net worth? My high school nickname. Uh, in in order, probably forty million and zero. So wait, Pete Townsend is worth more than that. Pete Townsend is worth like three hundred million. Is right? worth one hundred and eighty. What is that low to you? Hundred and eighty yeah, million dollars he has in his yeah, pockets. I know, but Gordon, tell them the brains. Tell them that hundred and eighty million dollars in this day and age really isn't that much. It doesn't get you that far. It doesn't. <laughs> it just doesn't. Roger Daltrey is worth ninety million, Danny. Oh. Well, Do you know how tall Roger Daltrey is? Um, <laughs> boy, this is what a yeah, left no, turn. Five three. I don't at all. Six seven. <laughs> this is you have access to this information. This says five five. Okay, that's is that yeah. true? That's probably about <laughs> right. <laughs> I would have said like six <laughs> feet tall. Like, <laughs> how did I know that drop was coming? That's awesome. I'm seeing five <laughs> six. It's in actuality. <laughs> five six is what I've got. Okay. Do you know so. what his handicap is in golf? Okay, I don't know. Really he's Corby. missing a Let's foot. Man, your computer is pretty powerful. <laughs> wow, your computer gets all of the internet. His chin. <laughs> uh, okay, so what date is that? We're all uh, going. That course adjusted. Though. I don't know. I closed out the window. It doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> it's um, May fifth. We had a May, sh- May the fifth yeah. be with you. Oh yeah. yeah we had a shooting Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> that is Friday the thirteenth. We had a That's shooting theory. in Uptown last night. Did you were you aware of this this morning, Gordon? No. Yeah, at two a.m. over on Lemon and Howell. What is that? That's not Uptown. Yeah, it's kind of Uptown. Yeah, it is. I heard, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Was Uptown. It yeah, it's like McKinney and uh, Lemon, sure basically. Is, it okay. wasn't mentioned on Muse this morning because they just played Space People for, <laughs> for four so minutes. Frustrating. Seriously, <laughs> we had like one of the best endings to Muse and the Muse ever. We were laughing. We we're dying laughing. There was. One joke coming after another. We had like built this. It was like a, a rant tapestry that had been built towards the ending madness. And then we get finished with it, and all of a sudden we hear a commercial that steps over our last sentence and say, "What's going on, Jared? You just throw it to break?" And he goes, "Oh no, you guys have been off the air for three minutes." <laughs> <laughs> and then we all felt so cheap and hollow because it wasn't. That is like, a defeating feeling. It is because well, it was worth nothing. Right. If it wasn't broadcast, the way I yeah. feel about life, you know? Yeah, right. That, Since it was one of the first times that that's ever happened, I'm sure Jer, next time he'll just call the engineer right away and just tell him you're off the air. He did call <laughs> Kern, and Kern didn't have his phone where he could see it. So listen to this wild story, Corby. Okay. This oh. man was you found guys continue talking. near a parking garage... In Uptown, and he had been shot, and the police responded at 2 a.m. Howell and Lemon, which is Uptown, it's over there near McKinney. He was taken to a hospital, guys. He died. You hear that, Corby? Wow, Danny. Is that. (laughs) They later learned that he was involved in a disturbance. But there wasn't any more information released, and they're searching for a suspect who is described as a 25 to 35 year old man wearing a white hoodie and dark pants. This is one of the top newsmen in town. That's the story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> wow. It's one of those 
and, and look, Not I know people that search anyway, for news stories. We were sto- all laughing at the story I was telling. <laughs> people that search for news stories, it's all about the headline now. Man murdered in Uptown. And you click it, and it's like two sentences. There's no detail. It's just real quick police blotter gibberish that... They don't have. There's no story. You guys notice that? Why'd you do it? Yeah. Why would you do it? <laughs> why not? The headline well, was, was kick-ass. To this rant. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Thankfully, the story came across Danny's desk because okay. he had a pre-digested rant about it. So, Corby, you remember my neighbor <laughs> Abel? The state of media. <laughs> Abel is the, uh, the your neighbor that was the fried food connoisseur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fair. one. He's won like five state fair fried food awards. Well, he's going to be on a TV <laughs> a show. Story. Called uh, um, just drop the transmission on the highway. Called Deep Fried Dynasty on A and E, and they're featuring about State Fair deep fried cooks. And Abel Gonzalez is going to be on it. His nickname is Fried Jesus, Gordon. And this is at Howell and Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, Abel was was Some killed. Was wearing a white hoodie. Right. He's, Abel was wearing no, a white hoodie. He was the shooter. <laughs> And you he shot him with a gun <laughs> that Call. shot fried food. If you've killed eaten any man, fried food at the fair, right. shot a fried please call. Right. And it didn't. Look. The man died of cholesterol that he killed. And the dispute was over the height of, you know. <laughs> how tall uh, Roger uh, Daltrey is. <laughs> See, you guys are getting it. No way, Spy Five. <laughs> Take this. <laughs> way fewer people would die from gunshots if, uh, yeah, if, if the internet would get its act together and I have he, a unified height on Roger Daltrey. If, died from cholesterol. If all guns would yeah. just fire fried he food. Shot, Here, eat the. He, he shot just kept a, feeding him. 100,000 deep fried gumbo balls into the victim's mouth <laughs> until yeah. his heart exploded. Be delightful. Dude, I will watch this TV show. Yeah, me too. Because I'm pretty fascinated by the fried food scene at the fair. I don't like the food, but I like the scene. Well, you've made a lot of decades. Here. You're going to watch that. You're going to go to see that Who concert. With no. you. Welcome to Corby. You're going with me to see the <laughs> Who. I'm going to see the Who? Yes, you're going to honor Boyhood. With Abel? With Abel and the fried food, I'll yes. Only if you can. Yeah. What? Boyhood Dan would die. you there. You don't tell me to die. <laughs> you die. Do I look like I have a fried twig in my hand? Don't talk to me that way. <laughs> all right. That, all right. That's all I have. You guys got anything? Wow. Good well, stuff, Danny. Birthdays. Go over it again. Where's Uptown? <laughs> Did you know Roger Daltrey the- was Catholic? What's the whole... <laughs> what do you call that? How do you... What? What? <laughs> the point that went nowhere. <laughs> what do you call what? The redistricting... The, the gerrymandering? Yeah, the gerrymandered uptown. Hey, guys. Hey, Jerry. It's gerrymandered. <laughs> I hear at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Doing very good. <laughs> All right, Sturm Center is... Here is the medieval bully. We got one more left. God, this song. Is there sheet music of this, Gordon? <laughs> I would love to see this thing <laughs> charted out. Did you just... Who, where did this song come from? It was an early internet meme, from what I remember. There's a video that goes with it and everything. So good. It's really, really low rent. All right, let's do the last one known as... Sponsors? Chattanooga Whiskey and Rodeo Goat. Here's Bob. All right. uh, Thank you very much. Uh, So on today's Sturm Center, uh, based on the time we have here, there were a couple things I wanted to get to, but we may only get to one. I uh, sat here next to Dan, who uh, for years has gone on and on about his love of women, and uh, more specifically women's sports. 
And uh, with that, something caught my eye yesterday I wanted to make sure really everybody at this table knew about. What do you guys know about Caitlin Clark? She made three big, long-ass three-pointers, but we didn't see the rest of the game. He's right. Is that it? Is it true, like she made three of those? And that's Oh, she made a ton of them. Okay. So, uh, Caitlin Clark is all the rage in women's college basketball. And normally we don't cover that in the space. How does Danny know anything about that? Because what just I, happened? Because I put her video in Slack. Yeah. Oh. And I do want you to see <laughs> what the video. What just happened? It's like... So, uh, <laughs> Caitlin Clark has scored 40 points or more in four games this year and, and two of her last four. So um, she's the dominant women's basketball player. Yes, she is leading the country. That's in, good. Leading the country in scoring. And I just wanted to share with you a couple country. of videos here, if you don't mind, Dan. Uh, she plays for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, and so... Uh, you're going to see her, or, yeah, she's in pink here. She's gonna, just going to pull she's over. She's the one in the pink? Uh, she, okay. She's just going to cross. Two watch, 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 watch. She's just going to cross half court and jack a three from that. Damn, jacked it hard there. That was from, I mean, during your half court. This is uh, what we call the Steph Curry <laughs> effect, I think we believe. As female LaMelo. Kids all across the country. Watch this one. They're all trying to guard her now. Now, we should point out Michigan's ahead. So she's actually losing huh. this game. I don't know if that in any way uh, costs you to dock her a little bit. But, Whoa. hey now, Doc, 46 points in this game. I think you can do that. Jack to three. What do you think okay. of Caitlin Clark? It's incredible. Now, I'm not about to. I think, Are you saying she could play in the the real NBA? That is what he's saying, I think. No, I think what is funny is just telling the story, everyone's bracing for me to tell you she's a dude or yeah, something. Yeah, I thought you were about to say something. No. She used to, but, uh, she used to be Cameron. No, she's <laughs> right. It's a girl who plays basketball yeah. and shoots the ball from half court and makes quite a few of them so at a very great. high level. And I think it's awesome. All right. And I just wanted to make that sure you knew about it. That's incredible. No, it's not, I'm not saying she's a dude. How'd you, how would you even come across this? Uh, even you. Huh. For the first time. Interesting, too. How about Discover? For, uh, for, the, for, the, for the first time this year, I uh, watched SportsCenter because I was in a hotel. across that. Oh, so you just learned of her. I just learned about her last night okay. and uh, and saw she was leading the country in scoring, and I just thought, uh, wow, what a deal. He had only seen girls make layups, and so this, like, floored him that they have. I didn't know they could throw it that far. <laughs> <laughs> it's like from half court. You know, who thought that, like, they were. sexist. Yeah. No, I think it's great. Oh, okay. Yeah, they do really, use a tiny really ball, right? Well. Yeah, the ball. No, smaller. it is a tiny ball. That's like a golf ball. I can duck that ball. Their uterus can't handle shooting a normal sized ball. Dude, <laughs> what does that mean? What? Their uterus can definitely. Uterus is like one of the strongest muscles in the human body. <laughs> right. To you, interstitial. Yeah, I've experienced it. Sturm Center. She wasn't a dude. We actually fished. She is not a dude. Right. The tick, uh, she I waited. Have been a dude that was the trick. She was one, Jake. Right. I uh, Dennis Allen, <laughs> now the coach oh. of the New Orleans Saints. Oh. Good. You know, we were a little worried Denny wasn't going to get that promotion. Um, Why? Well, you know, Denny doesn't have the best track record as a head coach, Bob. But we, his friend, friend group, his friend group, we know what's inside of Denny. That's what y'all were talking about on your Slack channel? Yeah. Okay. Friends with an Aggie, huh? I, I literally one time 
in the ocean met Dennis Allen, what? and that turned into me being best friends with him for for years and years I've, and years. In the ocean, that's a meeting. Yeah, head coach in the ocean. So yeah. I will say <laughs> you weren't near the ocean. We were in, in the, the ocean. ocean. I would say ocean. at this table, nobody's met more NFL people in the ocean than Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so our last story takes us to Beijing, and I was reading this over the weekend. Boo, China. Doctor in the, Beijing. In the New York Times, Your guys, people. Which I, uh, That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Which I read, uh, despite being scolded for reading people? it by the musers. Um, he had an story. Asian story earlier about how somebody mistook <laughs> him for we Asian. We need to send you the notes for today's show, <laughs> oh. Yeah, you A lot of these to. jokes will be a fire. Ask him about the Jimi Hendrix hypothetical. See how much is <laughs> his people. You disgust me. <laughs> oh, man. So did you know the Winter yeah. Olympics are being held in Beijing, China? And the problem, China. With, problem with that is they don't have snow in Beijing. Did you know that one have to import it 100 percent of the snow at the Beijing Olympics is man-made? I bet they made it in a lab. Mm-hmm. They might have made it in a lab. I wonder where that lab's located. <laughs> what province? So I didn't know this, but Beijing has no water. And when I say that, it is 36,000 gallons per resident compared to in America. How much water do we have per resident, do you think, in our beautiful Naturally country? Naturally here? Or available to us or as Americans. Us. Uh, our water resources are uh, how much per They're citizen? at 36,000 They're at 36,000. What do we have? Per, per, per person? Per person. In the country or just Beijing? Beijing, that region of China. Okay. More. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, say we have more. Yeah. Yes. Like 100,000. million gallons per resident in the United States. 2.3 million. We're the best. They're 36,000. Let's move here. Which actually compares to uh, the African nation of Dan Niger, which is right on the... Why you point that at me? Sahara, you've often... (laughs) I told you you uh, love Joe Rogan. It's it's Joe Rogan (laughs) bit. You've often championed uh, the countries on the western edge of the Sahara, and, uh, and they are at 36,000. So so they have had to reroute all sorts of water uh, tributaries, rivers, and so forth. They've rerouted them away from farms to get them to Beijing so they can make snow for the Olympics. Oh, no. It's an absolute true story. And uh, so they're not quite sure what it's going to do to some of the farmers that no longer have water (laughs) routed to their area. But this is how the Chinese government is making snow for our Olympic Games. Go ahead. Dan has a whole rant about this. (laughs) I was just wondering if those farmers were anywhere near or perhaps where they were in the Dell. Wow. Jeez, dude. We gave you that much time to come up with something. Do you think... There's a big market for. He doesn't think. Thank that, you. He doesn't think that sucks. He's already broadcasting. <laughs> he thank you. Pre-K. Now, there's a lot of people out there just saying, "Wow." You think there's a big yeah, market? Right. Like that's a. It's, I'm one of them. It's pretty hot <laughs> on uh, ChineseFarmersOnly.com. <laughs> and that's Sturm Center. <laughs> Sturm Center. You don't have to be lonely. Well, that'll do it from day one. The uh, ticket programming live from the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Thanks to our sports buddies who showed up today, Jake and Dan and Gordon. Uh, Gordon and uh, his crew will be on the air tomorrow morning, bright and early, 5.30 a.m. Is that confirmed? You don't have to leave. Just don't leave. 
just do the whole thing. I don't understand why those guys just left. They had 30 seconds to wait. They wouldn't wait for you. They're jerks. Totally rude. We don't have friends. friends. You are. Thanks, Gordon. I'm just friends. We'll do it tomorrow. See you then. That's the end of the game. The game is over. The game is over. The hard line.